you know, that's what I would say is take it one step at a time and allow yourself to heal and, and try to think of the good memories as well. That also helps put you in a good place. And Jason, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I was checking out your, the, the listing on Amazon and stuff. I'm going yeah. to buy your book and, and go through it. We get a lot of people in the Success Motivation Inspiration group that have dealt with either suicidal thoughts or somebody that's taken their own life and uh, you know, a family member or friend or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad to have you on sharing what, what happened with your dad and also how, how that's affected you and the choices you've decided to make because of that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's great to be here and uh, thanks for having me. Let me ask you a real personal question starting off. Can you share one thing that you loved or admired about your dad? Yeah, absolutely, man. He was, uh, he was a true craftsman. Like he was an electrician. He was a, you know, he was a guy that could really, you know, do almost anything though. I mean, his, he was so talented with his hands, like, you know, whether it was uh, carpentry or building or anything like that. And he, he had a mind where he, he saw in his head and he didn't stop until it was exactly how he pictured it. And so like his attention to detail, which he had to have being an electrician, you know, was, was off the charts. So, I mean, that was something that always will stick with me um, about, you know, what I admired with, about him the most. How old were you when he decided to take his life? Uh, he, I was 17. So I was uh, almost the end of my junior year in high school, end of my senior year. Uh, so it was a you know very moldable time in my life, you know, especially because you're getting ready to become an adult and, you know, you really start to look up to your father at that age because, you know, he's been where possibly, you know, you want to do and those kind of, those kind of things. So, you know, it's, um, it was a, it was definitely a very vulnerable time for sure. Um, as a 17 year old. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm so glad that you've taken the, that you made the decision not to follow in his footsteps or, or go down a path of depression. And I mean, there's a lot of folks that have something like that happen and they become drug addicts or alcoholics or yeah. um, end up, you know, later doing the same thing because they're just can't deal with it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my faith really had a big impact on, you know, me, you know, staying in the right, right path. And <clears throat> I, uh, I remember one time specifically just praying and asking, asking God, I was like, Hey God, can you just give me some guidance? Give me some mentors. You know, I don't even know why I even asked that quite honestly. It just kind of came to me and I've been ever since then, I, I am continually blessed with people who are on the right track, who are people I want to be like great examples of, you know, success of, of what it takes to be great and what it takes. And so, you know, that putting myself in that kind of environment has really kept my mind in the right spot because I, I made sure I put myself in the right environment. And you've now not only published, you know, you're publishing a book about it and you've had a, yeah. uh, you're teaching kids and doing youth sports programs and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, that can I've been, be in I've that been a teacher mentor, for right? been a teacher for 10 years now and then a coach for about 12 years. So uh, basketball coach and also basketball skills, uh, skills camp clinician where I, I go across the country and lead basketball camps for a company called Breakthrough Basketball. Man, that's so cool. How did your dad's decision to take his life, how did that affect you and your family? And I can't even imagine going through that myself. Well, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a small town of about 800 people. So everybody knows everybody about everything, you know, in a small town. So it, it hit the community and myself very hard because he was somebody you never thought that would happen to. Like, he was funny. He was outgoing. He was always helping people. Like very involved in his family. I mean, he was like from. I mean, I remember him being the ideal family guy, like always doing nice things for my mom. Like it wasn't like a, I came from a dysfunctional house or like he was yeah. an alcoholic or anything like that. You know, it was just you know out of the blue, man. It was 
it was uh, something that I'll never forget the the impact that it hit me. It was like getting hit by a brick wall, man. So, um, you know, but remembering how that felt also helps me remember that I can always get better too. So, and I can always learn from that myself. And I, I don't want my life to end up like that. So what do I need to do today to make sure that that doesn't, I don't fall down that spiral. I'm so sorry you went through that. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's also made me who I am today, you know, too. So um, you, you learn to take what, what life gives you and, and try to flip it into a positive as much as you can. Now, what advice would you give for someone that's either thinking about suicide or thinking maybe that's the only way that you're, you know, their only way out or, you know, the, the reality of it is there's, there's so many options, you know, there's, there's great people at, uh, you know, a place called AAS, which is the American Association of Suicidology. There's a text hotline, but it goes down to the bottom line of somebody does care about you. Somebody does love you. Somebody is going to miss you. If you're gone, somebody is going to, you know, really be hurt by that, you know? And so, um, you know, think about like all the people that you you that could be affected. And when you start thinking about other people, I feel like then maybe those those thoughts go away. You know, and that's and that's kind of my hope is you know I've luckily I've never been in a place that that where I've ever thought about that. But um, you know, my thought is the more I think about how other people would react to it, I would never I, it never crosses my mind to do something like yeah. that. So and, and I get on calls a lot of times people with the Success Motivation Inspiration Group. We've got 115 some odd thousand folks in the group right now. And, you know, I, I get calls more often than I'd like where people are thinking either they're thinking about suicide or they're, they're just saying, I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm, I'm really thinking about it. You know, I've got to, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see any value that I provide to the world. Nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. I'm going, man, the, the time mm-hmm. we spent on that 15 minute call or whatever changed, you know, made me impacted me, I guess. So yeah, if, you know, I'm just some random stranger that they that they called on a Facebook group, and right. I can connect and learn something from them, and you feel like I made a friend out of that conversation. So yeah, if I'm some random guy in a different part of the world on a Facebook group, you know that that person's affected people that you know at the local coffee shop or the grocery store. Or the there's always people that care about you. You just need to yeah, I, I don't know, maybe step outside yourself and and realize that you're not. And that's when that's when you realize, you. hey, yo, people people do care about you. And you're like, oh man, I remember that friend. I remember that friend that did it. You know, so like, yeah, it's uh, it's something that you know, you just try to think about other people, and that I feel like really can help you. So okay, I love that. Yeah, for listeners that have lost someone due to suicide, a friend, family member, relative, I guess, what advice can you share with them? Do not suppress your emotions. Like, allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to feel like you know, all the things that, you know, go along with that and just take life one day at a time. You know, it's like, it, it is so overwhelming losing somebody uh, to suicide. There's confusion, there's resentment, there's abandonment, there's all these feelings that you go through. And sometimes you don't feel anything. Like you can go from feeling everything to feeling nothing. That's that's, that's my personal experience. Um, and that can be overwhelming, you know? So like, I also use journaling a lot. And I, and that was something that helped me because even when I didn't feel like talking about it, I could write it down and I could, you know, I could do that anywhere. And that kind of helped me. And that was part of why I wrote my book too. I mean, I was, there was tears on the, on the keyboard, but I was able to allow myself to feel those emotions that I had quite frankly suppressed for, for, you know, 15 years because I just didn't want to, didn't want to deal with it quite honestly. So, um, you know, that's what I would say is take it one step at a time and allow yourself to heal. And, and try to think of the good memories as well. That also helps put you in a good place. So, 
That's great advice. I'm planning as soon as we get done here, I'm going to buy your book. That's called Shattered by Suicide, Renewed by Resilience, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's on Amazon. And then it's also going to be an audiobook here in the next couple of weeks too. So Cool. I love audiobooks. That's my, I, I listen to average of six, like six and a half books a month. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anytime I get in the car, I'm on, I'm on an audio book. And yeah, I think it'll be on audible and it'll be on iTunes. Um, and I think as well as Amazon, I think, I don't know, I don't know if Amazon has audio book as well, but there's a couple of different platforms it'll be on. So cool. Send me that link when you get done and I'll, uh, yeah. you know, when, when you get that published, well, I'll put finished, that in yeah. your show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So what made you decide to write your book and, and use your pain to help others rather than going down the same path. You know, I felt like it was a, it was a decision where if I could, if I could help one person, if one person could maybe walk through my shoes and see like what it feels like to lose somebody to suicide, that maybe that would, they would change their mind. And then on the flip side of that, maybe people that have lost somebody to suicide, they would find somebody that they can relate to and maybe somebody that they could, you know, learn, you know, learn how, I handled it and how I was able to, you know, kind of push through and, and use resilience and perseverance and, and believe that a better life was ahead for me. Maybe they could use that as inspiration for themselves. And, and my goal was if it, if it helps one person, then it was worth it. You know, if it, if it saves a life, if it saves one life, it was worth it. So, you know, I, I feel like we're just called to, to be better and, and help. Like we're called to help. We are a species that helps other people, you know? So, um, that was kind of my, just my initial goal for it. I didn't know where it would take me. I didn't know, I didn't really care as long as it was, as long as it was to help others. So that was my main, my main thing for, for writing it. I love that. Um, if you could recommend one book for our audience other than yours, what, what book would that be? Yeah. Uh, Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, uh, which is, man, it's, it's phenomenal. I read it every day. And whether it's a page, a chapter, whatever it is, I, I read it every day. And then, uh, Anything by Bob Proctor, but especially the art of living is is so good. I mean, and he's you know Bob Proctor is a guy that I listen to or watch every day just because of his inspiration and you know what he continues to do at eighty five. So that's awesome. The uh, and the cool thing about that, you know, we I've published some books myself. I'm writing, publishing my fourth and fifth book right now. And you know, you start writing a book thinking you're just taking notes or trying to trying to kind of help yourself keep a little journal or whatever. Yeah. It's amazing that with your book, I can't imagine the amount of folks that are, you know, over the years that you'll impact that you will never know about. You'll never, never even know that they, that you had an impact on their life. But yeah, it's, it's funny like too. I've, I've, had, I've had a few book signings and stuff too. And people will come up to me that I've never met and said, Hey, like, thank you. Thank you for writing this. Thank you. And I was like, wow. Like you just, you just never really know until like something like that happens. I was like, and then it makes it all worth it. Yeah. Well, and the one in a million people that show up to a book signing, you know, yeah. imagine how many others there are that, that you're touching that, that you'll never hear about, you know? For sure. Yeah. So how do you push through tough times or what's your advice for somebody that's going through a really tough time right now? I, uh, I think about my goals and I also think of like, what is this tough time training me for next? Like, what is, what am I learning here that is going to help me with whatever's next in my future? So, um, you know, having, for example, right now, sometimes I have a 10 month old and a three year old, and sometimes I don't get very much sleep, you know, and, uh, Steven Kotler is a guy, have you heard of Steven Kotler? He's, uh, he's known for the, what's called the habit of ferocity. And he has a great quote and said, be at your best when you're at your worst. So always think about how can you be at top notch, even when you don't have a much, very much sleep or even when maybe things don't go your way like what is this training you for 
And so that's kind of how I use tough times to say, you know, this is just preparing me for what's next and something better is coming. So that's kind of the mindset that I have whenever, you know, life tries to throw you a curveball or some tough times. So. Cool. I love that. Um, what inspires you? Uh, my family, you know, my, my, my two boys at home and, you know, my mom, my, my sisters and my nieces and nephews. I wait. I saw all my, I have a, I have a to-do list that I do every day. I put on a, a index card. And I put the initials of every of all my immediate family members at the top of the of the of the goal card, and then I put like three. I put win the process, then I put I'm prepared, I'm present, I'm productive, and so that is just like the engine that fuels my or the the fuel that you know gets me going and, and really wakes me up in the day. And like you know what, hey, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it because you know like I want I want them to have a you know, exciting life with me. So, you know, that's kind of my fuel for, for getting up and getting after it every day. Cool. That's great. Um, what advice would you give for someone that's struggling with negative self image or feelings of worthlessness? You no, know, I think it's about changing your environment, quite frankly, you know, because your environment shapes you so much. So, you know, if you have friends that are bringing you down, get new friends. If put positive yeah. quotes all over the place in your house, you know, uh, uh, using auto suggestion, which is a, it's a chapter in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. You know, listening like the positive, the positive music. Have you heard of the band called The Score? I'm not sure. I, I don't listen to a lot of music. All I listen to is books and you know, the audio books and podcasts. But they are they are a phenomenal band, the Score. And um, my on my trip, my book trailer. That's one of their songs. It said the title is Born for This. And so like and and they have a ton of great songs and music. They found that you know. It's really a key, like, cause you will just like him tunes to yourself and then you repeat things. And so whatever you repeat to yourself goes in your subconscious mind. So music, positive music or positive, even like, you know, audiobooks or podcasts or whatever, listen to them over and over and over and over again really can help you recondition yourself. So that's what I would suggest to people. Cool. I love that. I, I give the advice a lot where, you know, I've got people that'll call in or they'll, they'll get on a, uh, on a chat talking mm-hmm. about, I, I was talking to a girl the other day that was messaging in. She's, uh, she struggled with heroin and cocaine and methamphetamine, all, all kinds of different addictions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had, un, had, uh, gone through sexual, sexual abuse starting at eight years old Man. and just had an absolutely terrible life, but she has decided to get out. You know, she went through all the, the rehab homes and stuff and talked about breaking out and getting mm-hmm. taken back and, you know, people keep putting her back in rehab and, and she'd just get out and go back hanging around the same dirtbag friends that were dragging her back down. Yeah. And so on our call the other day, she was talking about how she had finally made the decision to cut off the old friends. And as hard as that was, that's all, that's the only life she ever knew. But yeah. She's got around positive people and, and, uh, and I like, got I like her first apartment. Said, and, I like what you said about she made the decision because yeah. until you decide and then you just don't, there's, and then you decide that, and then you're like, there's no other option. This is my decision, and I'm moving forward. That's when the real change happens. You know, that's what I learned in my life, too, is like, make yeah. the decision, and then then don't look back. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good thing for me to hear that, you know, even I, a lot of times I'm talking to extremely successful folks that are, you know, have done great. I'm like, yeah, it's easy to surround yourself with successful people when you're already a millionaire. You're, you're already making 100 grand a year. And, yeah. yeah, so it's easier to get around somebody that's making two or 300. Uh, right. But really cool to hear people like that that have come from nothing to, to deciding, hey, I can't go back to that, that mm-hmm. same crowd. 
And yeah, so, it makes it more relatable to a lot more people too. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Man, I sure appreciate your time. Um, I will yeah. put a link to your Amazon the Amazon profile and great, thanks. Different yeah. social stuff on your page there. And thank you. I appreciate having me on here. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah.